Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we want to thank you all for tuning into our podcast, The Sports Plebes. I'm Nate Dar, joined as always by my co-host Joe Timler. We have lots to go over today. As always, college football bowl season has came and went with our Irish having a tale of two halves against the OK State Cowboys. The NFL playoffs are set. The pack locked down the one seed in the AFC while the Titans will host in the AFC. NBA season rolls along. The return of Clay Thompson, John Moran's been playing phenomenal. Uh, Kyrie Irving is allowed to now play away games. Bulls, uh, Nets tonight. Wrapping things up, as always, with our social media story and Joe's Bets of the Week. Mr. Timler, how are you this evening? I'm back, Nate, and I'm doing great. I, I know that our fans have come to know these hiatuses, maybe hate these hiatuses, but I think we're pretty fresh. We got to absorb a full NFL regular season, a full college football bowl season. We have a lot to talk about today. Personally, I'm good. We got our first snow last week, but we've had a pretty pretty mild winter. Had a good Christmas, had a good New Year. Um, yeah, man, baby coming in two months, trying to get ready for that. Uh, starting to, to plan our next uh, sports plebe slash bro get together. Uh, more to come on that later. But yeah, you know, as we navigate these unprecedented times that we've going on for two years and Omicron surging, uh, it's just great to get to talk to you again. Yeah, you as well, brother. Yeah, we, we, it has been far too long of a hiatus, believe it or not, having a family and, you know, working full time, both of our wives work, you know, and everything. I think it just, uh, it catches up to you all of a sudden. We didn't plan on it being this long. It just kind of happened naturally, if you will, but we will, we will strive to be better. We will be better for the fans, for the, for the real ones out there. Day mm. ones are day ones. You know who you are. Um, yeah, man, you know, snow on the ground, kids are playing in it for the first, you know, like Mackenzie and Ari together. That's been fun. We've got, mm. you know, the goof, I mean, Max only, you know, a year and a half. She's, and so she's, you know, it's like truly bundle her up in a giant snow bunny outfit, basically. <laughs> and she's paddling around outside, you know, having a, having a good time. Hasn't had a ton uh, there is some on the ground. Seems like that's usually how it is in January in the dirty South Bend. Uh, yeah, Christmas came and went. Ton of presents. Um, I what'd got you a get? New, yeah, what'd you get? Yeah, I got I got a new box. I got a new Xbox. Um, and uh, the cheaper one, the like, not the thousand dollar brand spanking new one, but it's nice. I was very skeptical of it. It's digital. Um, I am paying for Game Pass right now because we're playing Ark, which is a dinosaur game, a dinosaur taming game. Uh, open world concept uh, pretty brutal you can die and then you lose all your crap and there's no like like if it's gone like you get a couple a couple hours in the game if you will to go recover it wherever it is in the oh. world and it just disappears is that know? like minecraft too i've heard that too like where you're i feel like it's sim- i feel okay. like it's similar to minecraft your stuff can, yeah. well just how your stuff can disappear but that's cool man uh are, are you running out of memory on your your xbox how much how many, oh. how many gigs you got left yeah i mean like i'm out like i can't no, you're maxed out okay there. but i mean you can download it on there and then it's on there and then you just you just gotta re-download it, un- it yeah yeah you just uninstall it so that's um, cool it's, man it's slick man i've been playing some old games i haven't played in like 10 15 years once i never like uh assassin's creed black flag uh anybody that's ever played that sailing around on a pirate ship aria loves that actually because uh <laughs> believe it or not assassin's creed games are still stupidly fun for kids <laughs> as much as when we were and uh yeah just fun hack and slash video games like that 
Um, Max been climbing to the top bunk constantly. Not much else to report. Oh, I had COVID. Um, oh, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, along with the rest <laughs> of America, apparently. So I'm fine. It's all good. I got some, uh, some drainage in my ear a little bit, which is annoying. You know, maybe some long-term effects if you will it was about two three weeks ago but um, this is this is covid number two right because this you had the whole bout when uh bacon was tasting petroly to you if i remember yeah that was miserable bacon is, is bacon, bacon back bacon, is bacon oh back? bacon bacon's back yeah bacon was yeah it was a, it was a you know it was a brief it was a it was a breakup you know it was, okay. we were taking we were taking we, we took a break you know but we're still we're back together we're stronger than ever so um you can improve any food by wrapping it in bacon. I maintain, Mr. Timler. But uh, yeah, no, we're good. Other than that, man, um, what do you want to get into first? Uh, college football, Notre Dame, really disappointing. Yeah. Uh, second half. Uh, the first half looked great. Honestly, all of us that had money on the Irish felt real smart at that point, And then that just completely unraveled for us. I... It felt like it was Marcus Freeman's first time coaching in a big football <laughs> game. It's kind of my my hot take on it. Um, I don't know if you saw or you heard, but I have read and I, I believe that um, essentially he took over defensive play calling, what, in like the fourth quarter or something like that? He just gra- yeah, grabbed the play sheet from uh, who, who was his face was doing? Is the line coach? I can't remember his name, but yes. Yes. Elston? Elston? Mike Elston? Yeah, I believe you're right. And, yeah. you know, as much as I hate, that that happened and the chaos of that, it wasn't a playoff game. You know, it's, it's good to kind of, you know, it's, that's the first real, I would rather have that happen in that moment. And maybe Marcus Freeman realizes, Hey, I am still going to need to call the place defensively. Like I'm not going to be able to just like be a hands off, you know, whatever, whatever that mental and in-game adjustment needs to be. I'd rather have it in the Fiesta Bowl than in Columbus next year. (laughs) Um, Right. And we, we were also, missing our two best players, right? Kyron Williams, Kyle Hamilton. Like, what if Oklahoma State was missing that awesome safety who made that crazy strip or Spencer Sanders at quarterback? Like, I, I think, you know, two players doesn't seem like a lot, but for us, with our secondary getting torched in that second half, Kyle Hamilton would have been huge. Do you think that Buckner didn't play the whole game for the sole reason that he's just going to be our starter and Freeman's like, you know, like – Maybe the game, you know, like obviously in the first half we're up big. So he's like, oh, I don't I don't even need to like mix him in or anything like that. But, you know, in the second half is coming back. We're yelling at each other over text message for Buckner, obviously pleading for Buckner. Yeah. And he didn't get any tick, did he? He didn't get a snap, right? No, right? he did yeah. not. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. I, I It seems like after the third straight three and out in the third quarter when they had you know tied the game we could at least give Buckner a try because the running game was not working. There was no Kyron to make something out of nothing. Logan Diggs was doing these dumb hesitation runs and letting the defense get to him. Like, yeah, Buckner, at least on that read option, make the defense be honest with the quarterback. And that opens things up. I think he should have gone in there. Now the reasons why, I, I don't know. Yeah. It could have been just over loyalty to Jack Cohn. Maybe Tommy Reeves is calling that. Whereas Brian Kelly would have had less kind of blind loyalty and, and put the hook in. Maybe that was it where Marcus Freeman should have stepped in and he didn't, but I really, you know, I can't say for sure, but I I think it was the wrong decision. I mean, yeah, for the game, it was the wrong decision. I think my argument for it would be big picture. You know, if you just the, the 1% chance that you put Buckner in, I know it's a festival. I I get it. And I I know that we kind of disagree on these sort of things, but at the end of the day, if you're not in the playoffs, 
these are exhibition games essentially they're glorified exhibition games that's that's what they there's not the playoffs you didn't make it so if buckner goes in there and even if he doesn't have a serious injury if it's something that's lingering going into train and by serious i mean like torn acl you know like something semi-serious where it's lingering coming around that's terrible that's terrifying you know then we're going into that with next year off of a game that at the end of the day like i said it's it matters like i wanted it sucks that notre dame is 0 and 8 in these games now i think that's the record 0 and 8 in playoffs or new year you know people are going to throw that in in our face you know until they until they go go 1 and 8 or whatever it is whenever their first win is in one of these games um, but Nate, why, why was Isaiah Foskey playing? Why was Michael Mayer playing? Guys that are coming back that are key pieces. Do you think it's just the quarterback position and the the importance of that? Like, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that argument. I think it was just Reese's blind loyalty to a guy who he sees a lot of himself in, in Jack Cohn. You're probably right. That's the simplest answer, and, and <laughs> it's usually the simplest answer in a lot of these cases. Um, yeah, man, I I do agree though. And one one thing with Kyron, man, he was such he was so good for our offense, not just in the run game. He was incredible as a pass catcher. Mm-hmm. And I think the most underrated aspect of him was his pass blocking, man. He would be bent up backwards on dudes, like a mini mini Zeke Elliott, honestly. And and like, yeah, he would he they would be mauling over him, like maybe getting a hand on the but he would he would stand them up a lot, you know, like for the most part. And that, I feel like the pass protection suffered for it. And obviously, yeah, you're missing your best defensive player. Kyle Hamilton's going to be, what do we think? A top, definitely a top 15 pick and probably yeah. a top 10, like realistically, you know? Um, and that hurts, you know, you are, like you said, you are, you're missing your two best players, you would say. Um, so yeah, it's, it sucks. It sucks that they blew it. And, uh, you know, like now the narrative going into next season, you know, we're going to open in Columbus, as we alluded to earlier. And it's yeah. safe to say Notre Dame's probably going to be at least a touchdown underdog, I think. Um, yeah. And let's assume that they lose. We'll pray for a win. We'll hope for a win. But let's assume okay. now already it's Marcus Freeman's 0-2. That's my concern. <laughs> That's my concern. And as much as you can be like, okay, my response to that would be like, yeah, he also probably played the two best teams out of what are, are uh, other than you would say the playoffs of Clemson, probably right. Like, uh, well, Cincinnati, I'm going to put, I'm not going to discount Cincinnati. Yeah, I think Oklahoma State would, wouldn't edge out Cincinnati, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think at the time they, there's definitely an argument for that, um, which is a nice transition. Do you want to, um, mention the playoff games, or were they just such blowouts? You don't really care about. That. <laughs> I, I, I would like kidding. to. I'd like to talk about Michigan getting blown out. That makes me happy. Um, <laughs> and it, yeah, it, it does feel like a little bit too close to home, right? I think it was Michigan's first foray into the playoffs. They looked a little bit like Notre Dame, you know, quarterback with some questions. They were facing an extremely talented Georgia team, great defensive line, great linebackers, and they couldn't move the ball. It was kind of strength on straight, right? There's they're kind of like similar teams too, but George is just a much more talented version of Michigan. Um, and yeah, it was, it was brutal. It wasn't even a game. And uh, I don't really know how that team beat Ohio state. I think it was just that magical snowy day in an Arbor. Uh, I, I don't see them beating Ohio state next year or the year after, but we'll see. Um, but that was cool. But even a couple of days ago to see Georgia get over the top then in the championship against Bama. Um, 
you know, it's it's sad to see another streak end before ours, right? George's was over 40 years, where ours is just just under, right? 88 was our last championship. So we don't really have them to commiserate with anymore, but it still was good. You had to feel great for Stetson Bennett. He was just weeping there on the sidelines afterwards. He's been through a lot. That whole fan, that whole fan base has been through a lot. Um, and Nick Saban lost. So all in all, I think it was a good result. If just kind of a weird, weird game where it looked like Bam was going to pull away, then it looked like it was going to be neck and neck, and then Georgia ends up winning by two touchdowns. So kind of a, a fun roller coaster, a good but not great championship game. Yeah, no, definitely. I would. I saw. Uh, I saw a meme. Stay with me here, and mm-hmm. you might have seen it. It's. It's. I don't know what movie scene it's from, but James Franco and another guy are getting hung. They're at the gallows, mm-hmm. and the guy that's getting the one guy next to James Franco is getting hung. He's freaking out. And he turns and looks at Franco and Franco's got a big smile on his face. And he goes, first time we're James Franco in that scenario, looking at <laughs> Michigan here by the SEC. First time guys. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Doesn't it? It's not, not fun. Not fun. Maybe one day, maybe one day we'll be, we'll be on the right end of one of those playoff games or we'll see. But um, I would say with Cincinnati, that, mm. that Cincinnati Bama matchup, it was interesting to me because, they do have, you know, and this was some that I, I, I read an article about it. Who was it? Was it, it wasn't Pat Forty, but it was somebody good. I'm not like, this isn't like my own thought process that I'm, but it was just, it was a good point. Cincinnati has the best duo of defensive backs in the nation, right? Sauce Gardner and who's the other kid? Kobe. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, Sauce is projected in similar area to Kyle Hamilton, I think. Maybe Hamilton's a little bit above him, but point being, that, you know, if you're Cincinnati and Bama, that first drive just comes and it's like, we're just going to lean on you. If we're a UFC fighter, we're just putting our whole 250-pound weight into you up against the octagon and just like, you're going to have to hold us there for a couple rounds and then we're, you know, we're just going to wear you out with our run game. You got to stack the box and just be like, all right, I know they got Jamo Williams on the outside. I know they got a bunch of freaks all around. But you know what? If we lose this game, we're going to lose strength to strength, you know, not just letting it, it felt like Cincinnati went into it. Like we're going to last 10 rounds with these guys, not like we're going to try to knock out the champs. And you keep that's that, that, you know, as much to their credit as they, I think they held Bama to under, I know, I know it was under 30 points, right? Was it like 23 or 24 points? Yeah, it was 27, six. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, like you look at that and honestly, I think Bama scored a touchdown or two late. So it was, it was closer even before that, but I just, I felt like Cincinnati, you know, was, was kind of just really happy to be at the party, which I can't blame them. Now, Michigan, Michigan didn't look like they were ever going to have a chance against Georgia, but as we saw Georgia beat Bama in the rematch in the national championship game, they alluded to, um, it felt like Bama, this was the year that Bama was mortal obviously mm. one of them. And, you know, I don't, I, I don't think it's insane to say that if you play that game a hundred times, maybe since he gets one or two of them, maybe everything would have to go right. And, Oh, you would have to like basically commit to going for their throat the whole game. And they didn't do that, you know? So I was a little disappointed in that. I am interested to see where Luke fickle goes, where he lands, because obviously with Marcus Freeman, going to Notre Dame. It's just, it's going to be interesting. I, all these NFL head coaches are opening up now. These, Yeah. I think we've lost what, like seven coaches now, including Herbster and Gruden. Yeah. Just re- real quick. We'll transition to the NFL at some point, but um, 
do you like Ryan Day as a potential head coach for the Chicago Bears? Do you, do you like Jim Harbaugh? You know, like these are guys whose names are getting thrown around. Speaking of Michigan, you know, getting blown out. <laughs> I honestly, out of those two, I like Jim Harbaugh more. At least I've seen him do it, right? He's been to a Super Bowl with the 49ers. Um, whereas Day inherited a great situation, inherited a great roster, great team, and he's done okay, right? I mean, he's gotten to the playoffs, but then he's also lost to Michigan, which his predecessors never did. So I honestly think uh, I would take Harbaugh over him, but neither one of them would, would get me too excited, if we're going to be honest. Yeah, no, I I agree. I understand that. Um, real quick with, uh, with Notre Dame, just back with them. They did. Uh, I did want to talk about this while we're on the college football team mm-hmm. thing. They they did get uh, Brandon Joseph, um, who was an yes. All American twenty twenty. He fell off a little bit last year, but I mean the potential's there. I think he is a junior too. I just assumed he was a senior coming in. Uh, out no, of no, he's got Northwestern, yeah. And so he's still uh, got two years. Is he a, is he a cornerback? Uh, I think he's a safety. He's a safety, okay. Yeah, so the, the assumption is that we were obviously going to have to replace Kyle Hamilton. We knew that coming into the year. Um, I think there was a couple big recruits they were hoping they could get that didn't quite work out. Yeah. And so the assumption was that they would have to go to the transfer portal. So he's back. Uh, Houston Griffin. These are guys that could have like gone to the draft, tried to go to the draft. Um, or transfer so portal, been, right? Or transfer, the transfer portal. It's just transfer. wide open. Now people can just leave whatever and not sit out. So It is absolutely the Wild West right now. Yeah. It is nuts and as much as we i mean on this podcast we were like the ncaa hasn't done anything they've just let this you know this snowball and now it's out of control and they're like much like us looking at the snowball rolling down the mountain like that's out of control it's and it's (laughs) only going to get bigger and the ncaa is like yep what are you gonna do hey congress you got to no. congress doesn't have time for you guys right now They got real shit that needs to be fixed in this country first and foremost. So the NIL thing has just gone completely sideways. Bama, think about this. Bama's quarterback this year, Bryce Young. Mm -hmm. I think the report is he made like one and a half million dollars. Do you know what Jalen Jalen Hurts' salary was for the Philadelphia Eagles? They're a playoff team, by the way. He's a starting quarterback for a playoff team. And he was first round still, right? Uh, might have been second round. All right, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say two million dollars, eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What? Yeah, he Bryce Young made more money. Now I'm sure, I would hope that Jalen Hurts has some endorsements and some deals and stuff like that, and so it ends Me up too. that he's making more too. than Bryce Young because if Bryce Young made more money than a professional starting <laughs> playoff team NFL quarterback. This is the first year of it, and everybody kind of put their toe and then their foot's in the water now, and nobody's jumped in. You right. know, nobody's nobody, nobody yet, no billionaire or whatever has just come out like, what's stopping Mark Cuban from being like, $10 million, man. Whoever, whatever the best recruited quarterback we can get is, I'll give you $10 million. Is there anything really stopping it? It's name, image, and likeness, so you can't quite frame it like that. You have to do it in a different way, but there's, it's all above board right now. There's nothing yeah. stopping it from happening. Uh, it's, it's nuts, but you know, like maybe Notre Dame can benefit from this. I, I think they, they assume that they're too classy 
to be doing stuff like that. <laughs> they should be. They shouldn't think that because everybody's doing it. You think the SEC cares about that? They don't. Uh, Brandon Joseph's back. Houston Griffin's back. Josh Log, offensive lineman. Braden Lindsey, wide receiver. Um, Avery Davis, Bo Bauer, Joe Wilkins, and our boy Isaiah Foskey. Joe, that was huge. Really yeah, and I think that Adam Adamiola twins too, right? They're they're underrated, but they're back too. Yeah, no, they Justin are. Justin yeah, and Jason, yeah. solid D line depth. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the highest grossing NIL uh, were female volleyball players, right? I think I saw that somewhere, um, which may present its problem of its own. So it's it's not like even correlated to play on the field, but you know, if you're a very attractive women's volleyball player, you can monetize that too. So yeah, good for them. Good for them. It's wild. I mean, I'm not mad at them for it. I just think. No. That if the NCAA actually cared about the student athlete like they pretend to, they would have, there would have been a some navigation here, some some way to do this without it just immediately blowing up in year one and just clearly being um, so wide open and out of control. I don't know if you saw who was it. There was some quarterback, um, and he played at like Eastern Michigan or something like that. He played in the NFL, and I guess he's a businessman now, and he's doing really well. And he just straight up said that I'll give a million dollars to Caleb Williams if he comes to Eastern Michigan. And but like, you can't quite do right, like that's not allowed. Really do that, <laughs> but feels like you could do that if you really want. You know, like it feels right, like right. if he came to Eastern Michigan, there would be a way to get him that million dollars. Which I think would be kind of dumb. He'd probably he may be costing himself more in future earnings by by doing that versus going to a school where he could. Spotlight himself, but maybe not. You know, we've seen Josh Allen, Carson Wentz come from non-traditional schools. So who knows? Maybe it's a good move getting some great tape on some Mac teams. Maybe you'll go to Jackson State. They don't even oh say God. they don't even, I you can I I've looked tried to like like sniff around and figure out like nobody it is crickets when it comes to like okay, I get it. They're coming to Jackson State like I'm not saying he's not a good coach. Clearly he is because they won 11 games this last year. He immediately turned the the program around. He's going to be a major coach at Florida State or some other big D1 program, definitely within the next two to three years, I think. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And nobody knows what these guys are because I think, what did they get? Like the number two or third ranked player in the class next year? Right. Top cornerback. Definitely. Yeah. Jeez. And they got another top wide receiver. So. Yeah, man, it's just, it's it's so wide open, it's so wild, and like I said, I worry because I worry for my Irish that they think that they're, you know, too classy and the glory of Notre Dame. People want to come to Notre Dame and get a great <laughs> education. They do, they do. Of course, people want to do that. People really like money, though, you know. And if there's one thing, I think the university has a lot of, and they could actually compete with an Alabama, with a Georgia, with a Clemson on this level they might have as much or more money than those schools. So <laughs> yeah, time to, time to pull out the checkbook, Notre Dame. Uh, they, we'll just, they just use it, you know, on the neuroscience program instead of football, but it's okay. It's okay. It's not okay, Joe. It's not okay anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Were there any uh, other bowl games that caught your eye? Um, Ohio State, Utah, that was a gunfight with Ohio State winning in the end. I'm trying to think. That was fun. That yeah. was a really fun one. We both took the under, I think, in that, or I definitely did. It, it was, was like, like 60 points. 60 something. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. They almost smashed it by halftime. 
That was yeah, yeah. that game was out of control. And then and there the, was uh, Baylor saw, Ole Miss was a little bit sad with uh, Corral getting hurt, but you know, props to him for playing. I think he'll be all right. He'll rehab, but it, it was sad to see a guy go down. Props, props to him. Props to him for costing himself millions of dollars potentially. You sure yeah. about that? Sure. Uh, like we'll see. We'll see. Pro- probably not because this quarterback class is so pathetic. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, so yeah, I guess not. Um, no, I get it. Props to him for playing. I I agree. I just don't blame anybody for opting out. I guess is I guess is where I fall mm. on this thing. Um, I I I if you want to play like I I I do. I respect that more. And if it was an absolute 50-50 coin toss on an evaluation between two guys, and one guy was like, "I'm coming back to play with my boys," and another guy was like, "Nope, I'm opting out." I would take the guy that came back and played with his boys, supposing he didn't get injured. Um, but unfortunately, yeah, I don't know what 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 happened uh, exactly. I didn't see what the actual injury was. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't watch the whole game either. I just heard about it, so I can't speak. But I think it was it was knee, right? ACL. Mm, I think so. Yeah, it might have been ACL. Yeah. So, so how far are you going to take it? Are you are you saying Jamison Williams should not have been in that championship game? risking his his health i don't know i think at some point we'll see it what what, what um, matters you know like is it okay like should i mean zion williams he's he's not even on a playoff contender anymore he should probably sit out too right like it like it, i feel like even in the nba we've seen it extended into the like the regular season and it's like at what point does the game become meaningful i don't know i don't know either i don't know okay. joe I, so maybe I, you should I, just I, go out there and play and not worry about it yeah, you should. You should. Of course you should. But I also I can't I can't sit here and tell another man what to do with his body, with his life, you know, mm-hmm. with his livelihood there. And I just unless, unless it's telling him to get a vaccine and he could do that. He'd probably do that. Well, I don't, I don't think he can do that either personally. I think okay. that's, that's everybody's choice, you know. But like that's yeah. just my opinion. I don't know shit, you know, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares what I think. So yeah. um but I I agree with you, Joe. That's what I've realized. You know, I'm like, I don't disagree with anything anybody's saying about they should play like this older school mentality. I agree with it. But I'm just like, we're going to see it. I don't know when it'll be. I don't know who it'll be. Somebody's going to make it. I think it'll take like extending. You think it could be Bryce Young next year? I think it'll take like, it'll be the perfect strong. I don't, I don't know if we'll see it for a couple of years. Cause I think it could, it could be like a really good, player on an outmatched team like if yeah like if cincinnati maybe if uh sauce gardner would have wanted to play something like that and i th- yeah that's what it'll be and or, or like be- aiden hutchinson for michigan maybe if he didn't play yeah <laughs> yeah yeah what do we i don't know if i would have noticed if he was was he did he play i don't know the number one pick in the draft getting He's outrun gonna- by stetson bennett let's go let's go <laughs> he yeah i don't i mean I don't know. I, I thought that Kayvon Thibodeau guy was supposed to be like the, the bee's knees or whatever. I feel like it's dangerous mm. to just overlook guys like that too. Cause a lot of times, you know, their senior by their senior year, he's got all kinds of deals and stuff like that going on. It's like, do they, do they really care? Or are they like really, you know, do like they this, love, yeah, exactly. Was, like Jadavion Clowney, one of probably one of the most gifted players we've ever seen huge disappointment because he gets hurt. He doesn't seem to have the motor or drive like talent will only get you so far. And that's that's what worries me. Guys like Thibodeau, for sure. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. I agree. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be fun draft. I, there's not really. I don't know where the quarterbacks will go, but I feel like 
I feel like some quarterbacks are going to go way too high and somebody's going to be starting that shouldn't be next year and there'll be gambling opportunities because of mm. it, which is yeah. you know, really yeah. what, what I'm all about. So Can um, he pick it top 10 pick? Probably. You, somebody, somebody's <laughs> going to be. Like, yeah. You're going to tell me, if you were, show me the I can't find them. No, everybody talks about like why, like do you think if yeah I would bet on like there being a quarterback I'm like yeah show me the odds where are they I can't find them like I would mm. totally lay half an account on whatever ridiculous odds it would be for a quarterback to be a top ten pick right now because there will be a, I don't know who it'll be it could be somebody flying this Nevada this quarterback in Nevada is supposedly flying up everybody's boards already was you it know Colin Kaepernick <laughs> he went to Nevada right I think he did yeah yeah, yeah. he was good. He beat Notre Dame, I think, right? No, no, we we smoked him. We smoked him. We did. Okay. Yeah, good, yeah. good, 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 good. You know, um, but um, no, I uh, somebody's gonna fly up. Somebody's gonna reach. Somebody's gonna trade up to get a guy that you know, like they're really they they probably shouldn't. And then at the same time, I'm like, you know, there could be somebody in the second or third round that we're not even thinking of that ends up being you know the Russell Wilson. There will be a good quarterback or two in this draft. Like, I think that's, you know, like it would just be shocking if there wouldn't be. Can you think of the last draft, like really, truly terrible quarterback draft class where there was just like nobody, mm. nobody that was a serviceable starter. I can't, I don't know the Blaine Gabbert class. I don't remember that one. The Christian Ponder class. <laughs> that Christian Ponder, Christian Ponder. And he married Samantha. Yeah. Good for you, Christian. I mean, he, yeah, he really maximized his potential there. You know, you talk about <laughs> talk about selling high. <laughs> um, yeah, good for Christian, I guess. Um, the uh, do you want to talk about the NFL playoff matchups? I mean, we're set, man. We're set. We don't have to talk yeah. about anything that happened in this meaningless, basically, uh, last week. You know, of the season, it wasn't like you know it was boring. Bunch of yeah, I think fun. everything was settled by by yeah. the the week. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, um. Yeah, no. I know. I, I would be if there were a stat, and I don't want to go look for it, but like teams that were playing for NFL playoff lives against teams, the winning percentage like under two hundred. Like, has any team ever lost that game? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's one of the worst losses in NFL history. They're saying. <laughs> um, I've been told. So you know, and to that, and to everybody that says like, "Oh, Carson Wentz is the worst thing." It could have happened. They, you know, like they're on the hook. This contract's sixty million dollars, or whatever it is. I think. Um, oh, Nate, Nate, sorry, I was looking through the quarterbacks real quick. I got, I got, I got the last draft for you. That was was just awful. Two thousand thirteen. EJ Manuel, Geno Smith, Mike Glennon, Matt Barkley, Ryan Nassib, Tyler Wilson, Landry Jones, Brad Sorensen, Zach Dicer, BJ Daniels. That's it. That so, is a so uh, yeah. Gino's the best best you got out of that class. <laughs> no, Joe. It's not just that Gino's the best. Gino's the best, and it's not that close. Hey, Mike Glennon started a game this year. Ah, uh, I guess that's a good point. Yeah, Mike Glennon <laughs> did start a game. Maybe Mike Glennon. Are you sure Gino's the best? Actually, maybe Mike Glennon's the best. Yeah, that's up for debate for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's but yeah. Other other than that, uh, there's been a couple of good guys out of every class for sure. Yeah. Um, it, it was a terrible loss and, you know, I don't know why I was at peace with it. Um, I just mm. kind of felt like this would have happened in the playoffs at some point, I guess it just would have okay. been that ugly loss. Um, I know the Colts had seven pro, pro bowlers, 
I get that. I understand that. Um, everybody acts like this team should have like been the team to make. You know, it, I think it's ridiculous to say, oh, like this team would be the AFC favorite with Andrew Luck. Because I'm like, okay, yeah, that's fair. I agree with that statement. They would also be the AFC pa- favorite with Peyton Manning. They would probably be the <laughs> AFC favorite with Aaron Rodgers. You know, they don't have any of those players. They're not walking through the door. I mean, maybe Rodgers in a pipe dream. But they, they you know? did have Andrew Luck on the roster two years ago. I think that's the, the point of the argument, right? It is, but he's gone. I mean, okay. did you see the interview with him? Like, he's, he's probably lost 30 pounds. He's never coming back. And it's their own organization's fault, as I've talked about many times, I think, on this pod. They didn't draft for him. They didn't draft for the, the offensive line. They didn't address the issues. He was the most hit quarterback in football every year. They went four or five straight seasons without taking an offensive lineman in the draft, which is unacceptable. Yeah. It's still something that, yeah, I lose sleep over. But I I can't sit here and put that on this organi- on on this general manager, on this administration, if you will. He wasn't there for that. And the one year he was, the one year he overlapped, he took Quentin Nelson. You know, and he they got extra draft capital for that. Oh, and Darius Leonard, by the way, in that draft. So all this guy has done has has hit home runs. They didn't have another choice. They had to do something like trade for it was trade for Carson Wentz, trade for Jeremy Garoppolo. I don't know who the other guy is that you sure. trade. You know, sign Andy Dalton, Gardner Minshew. It was going to be, it was always going to be this. And I, because- I think Carson was an upgrade over. Uh, Philip Rivers, at least. I mean, he's he's a little bit better, higher, you know, maybe higher, definitely higher ceiling. Some of his games could be lower floor, but still, it was an upgrade. Um, this team had multiple two-score wins over playoff teams, right? They they blew out the Bills. They beat the 49ers pretty handily. They beat the Patriots. They beat the Cardinals. Like, they had some really good wins. Um, it was just, I don't know. I don't know. that I didn't watch the whole game. Were they just not giving Taylor the ball, or the Jags' defensive line, were they playing out of their mind? What was your synopsis of that game. I think the game plan the past two weeks was terrible. Honestly, they didn't, they should have just been like, you know what? We're going to run Taylor 50 times over the last two weeks. And if we lose, we lose. And they just didn't do that. They wanted to like have Carson Wentz. It almost felt like they wanted to have Carson Wentz put up some stats and then going into the playoffs sort of thing. And it just backfired on them, man, you know? So I, yeah, looking at this line, it was like, Jonathan Taylor, 15 carries, 77 yards, five yards a carry. Like, why didn't he have 25 carries in this game? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. Look at the Raiders line, too. I think he ended up with like 100 yards, but it wasn't, it just felt like they could have, re- it felt like at some point you realize you have one of the best weapons in football. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, basically, we're going to, he's going to have 20 carries. He's going to have like five or six just straight up screen passes that are set up for him, too. You know, and it, yeah. they just never fully committed to him. And we don't have the weapons on the outside, as critical as I can be of Carson Wentz. And he stunk in that game. And he's a big part of the reason they didn't make the playoffs. I mean, I blame the play calling. I think this was the first year they didn't reinvest in the offensive line. And it showed in pass blocking, frankly. Run blocking was fantastic because Quentin Nelson's there. And they can you can run, by, you can run behind Quentin Nelson. I mean, I could run behind Quentin Nelson. That's how. Right, but if your your tackles are weak, the pass rushes can get to you. We had issues on the edge Mm -hmm. all year. Blocking, we had edge rushers come off, and and Carson Wentz really is not good with pressure off the edge, you know? (laughs) That is is one thing. 
Spencer and I does this hilarious impersonation of him stepping up in the pocket because of edge pressure. And it's almost like he swims with the football and it's just the worst movement. ever. <laughs> it just naturally invites defensive linemen to just claw at it, which is what would happen. Um, so I, I put, I don't know what the percentage is, man, but I put at least, I, I put 40% on play calling. I mean, I'll put 30% on Carson Wentz's, you know, like, just terrible play at times okay. but i mean like there's an extra 30 percent that i'm like you know i i don't know where it goes i think some of it goes to not drafting in the offensive line i think some of it definitely goes to you know like our we just our defense just collapsed at times as good as talented as they were you know against the ravens you know against the you know the titans it's like a lot of these teams they end up just scoring points at the worst times on us so I don't know. I almost think more of it goes, goes to play calling and coaching, you know, as good as his coaching staff is. It, it was a worst case scenario. I get that, but I don't think this team was winning the Super Bowl, And that's, that's, that's what I, I don't understand with people acting like they would have won the Super Bowl. They wouldn't have. And yeah, maybe they would have with Andrew Luck, but he's been gone for two seasons. It's kind of a moot point to talk about it's crazy to think about it is a huge sliding door what if moment but i just don't understand the angst over the fact that this guy that's been retired for two years that hasn't done an interview that's shown literally negative neg not zero negative (laughs) ever returning to the nfl he is not i said it when he did it i was like people are like do you think he'll come back and i'm like no i think he's gone he is gone this was a shooting star and now it's gone it will never it's he will never even consider coming back i don't think yeah why would he i mean he he's banged up he's mid-30s now like why would he he's made more money the rumor is that he's made more money in his post career in the past two years off cryptocurrency off like all kinds of other smart investments because he's a genius he went to stanford well it it also is like the the best time ever in the history of the world to invest so yeah that's that's good yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and that's that's the rumor is he's basically doubled or potentially tripled his wealth. I hope he gets out soon. Years. Then he needs to get out soon. I hope so too. I hope yeah, the okay. world for him. You okay. know, but <laughs> I, I guess that's that's the frustrating part for me is I'm like I get it. Yeah, if they had Andrew Luck, they would be. But it's 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 similar. Like I said to talking about like if they had X quarterback, if they have Y quarterback. They didn't. They mm-hmm. had to make a move for somebody. It was going to be a Carson Wentz or a Jimmy Garoppolo. If that Notre Dame had Phil Jerkovic. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. So um, I think you reinvest in the in the offensive line in the draft. I do think you explore options. You know, if Russell Wilson is interested in coming to Indianapolis next year mm-hmm. or Aaron Rodgers, like I think you I think you look into that. And if you got to okay. sell the farm to do it, I think you do it because this team's ready. But other than that, you're better off just like, hey, let's get the left tackle situation figured out. Um, and and then, you know, just hoping for a playoff run. Because I still maintain this idea that, oh, the NFL's changed. Like, it's not it's not the, you know, 2000, it's not the 2000 Ravens or whatever that year was. Trent Dilfer won, won the Super Bowl. I'm like, you know, man, Nick Foles beat Tom Brady in a Super yeah. Bowl. <laughs> Like, right. And, and I, Tom Brady shelled himself, beat the Rams, what, like 13 to 10, like three years ago? Like, that was a defensive slugfest. It, it still happens. I watched Peyton Manning's carcass get yes. drugged to a Super Bowl by that. Like, 
I love Peyton Manning. He is literally like like an American hero to me. But I'm like, that was his carcass, and they drug it. Mm-hmm. The Broncos defense, Von Miller and that defense drug him by the scruff of the neck the big game. And they let him throw for a two point conversion. <laughs> and that was <laughs> that was what happened. That was how that that playoff run went. So and who was the other guy they had? Like, was it Pax? No, it wasn't. It was Pax. Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler. Yes. Oh my god. The, the, the Texans paid like a hundred million dollars to come play for them. That was great. Hilarious. So um that's my rant on the Colts, I guess. No, that was good. That was a good good bow on the season. I, I think there's plenty of hope going forward. Just got to get that QB nailed down. Um, yeah. but there was a lot of other good stuff happening. I mean, um, obviously, we had the mania of Chargers Raiders. Have you come off your, your Staley angst a little bit? I think the timeout was more alignment driven. I think the Raiders are going to run the ball off the middle no matter what happened. Um, but that game was just so crazy. Two touchdowns, deficit with five minutes left. A tie gets both teams in the playoffs. Winner wins, loser out. Like it was just, I don't know if we'll ever see something like that again. And it was, it was a lot of fun. But uh, at the end, Carlson's never missed a kick there. 47 yarder is good. What are your most recent thoughts on that game? Um, my most recent thoughts are it was just a terrible timeout, man. <laughs> I, I, I still think that I, because, okay, hear me out. You're, you're on, your defense is off the, is, is off the field for what, like 17 plays before that? It was like, you got to be ready for this. Isn't Staley a defensive guy? Isn't that his thing? He's a defensive coach. Was he the defensive coordinator on the Rams, or am I crazy? Right? Because Sean McVay does all the yeah. offensive stuff for the Rams. He was DC That's... for the Rams. So you're a defensive head so. coach. You know, you 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 can you you call a timeout, and then I don't know if you realize it's not just that you call a timeout, and in that moment, you know, like this is. One thing I think, and I know this isn't fair to compare it to because it's a completely different moment. It's the greatest coach probably in NFL history. <laughs> but one of Bill Belichick's greatest moments in his coaching career was the greatest non-timeout probably ever. Mm. It was the Patriots Super Bowl, okay. Seahawks. Seahawks get a big play. They're down at the goal line. Oh, my God, they have the best goal line back probably in the NFL and Marshawn Lynch. And, you know, like we all know what happened. Like Belichick, like Belichick you can watch like Belichick's assistants are like running up and they're like timeout they're like we're calling a timeout right we're gonna we're gonna regroup here and and belichick senses chaos he senses it on the end he just doesn't he just does he's like no we're, we're chill everybody chill and you know like obviously if it goes the other way we're like oh my god why didn't you call a timeout yes i get that but you call a timeout there brandon staley so let's let's just assume that they were gonna you know like they were gonna run the ball there it's like oh we got to what is he? He does some high school level coaching, man. He's like, here, we're gonna trot out the biggest defensive play. It's the they they literally like they called the timeout and they immediately ran their biggest defensive tackle out on the field. Okay. So okay. What is what does Dennis Allen do? He's like, oh, we're not gonna run up the gut like we were gonna do because that's what they were like clearly gonna. I mean, like you have Derek Carr say that they were, yeah, we you know we'd consider it. Their head coach even said, yeah, we'd considered it. You know, which is crazy for them to admit. I guess like you have to realize. Like, how crazy is it for the Raiders to admit we were considering how it's okay if we tie with our division rivals because we'll both go to the playoffs at the end of the day? Like that in itself is nuts that they admitted that they said that. I think there's so part of that. that. I think they're also just trolling the Chargers like, ha, you you messed up by calling this timeout and now we're going to clown you for it. I think there's there's part of that too. That's what I'm saying. Even if it's though. not true. I mean, 
they messed up by calling the timeout. So I, you can, but counter, I, I, well, how do we know? Like if they were in the I, I, wrong alignment, Josh Jacobs goes 45 yards for a touchdown. We're destroying them for not calling a timeout. Yeah, but they, they, they did call a timeout and then they had a terrible <laughs> play call and the chargers did the, the other worst thing. They ran for 10 yards and then you kicked a game winning field goal. I just, you know, I think the results after the timeout mm. and what happened and the fact that they clearly adjusted and okay, so Dennis Allen's going to adjust because Jot because you can watch the play. Derek Carr was in for the it's a completely different formation, and the Chargers just stay in what they're doing. Like that's where you you've got to have two or three plays called, and you're like, hey, get out of this, get out of this. They adjusted to our adjustment. Now we have to adjustments. You know, like it's a constant chess game, and I just felt like the Raiders were playing chess. And the, the Chargers were playing checkers. That's what it felt like. So wow. that's my terrible. Now, I have come off the, oh, my God, like, they cost them the game because the Raiders were totally just going to, like, kneel the ball, basically. Like, you're right. You can't say that. Like, that is that is one thing I would say. Like, I definitely, like, in the moment, it's tough, too, because Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth, they clearly, they're like, you know, Al's like, mm, I don't think they understood. Mm-hmm. I don't think they completely understood what happened. No, they didn't. It was a lot. It was a lot. These are probably what, what is they're both they're both over what, Al, Al's in the seventy. Yeah, Al's in the seventies. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot for me, like to try to process everything <laughs> that was going on in that moment. I don't blame them. So I guess that's my thing. No, I have yes, I have come off the position of like, oh my God, they were going to tie and you guys blew it by calling. But that was a terrible timeout and play call after the timeout. Mm. And, you know, like that's, that's where I haven't come off of. It was a terrible coaching job by Brandon Staley. And I, I like Brandon, like I'm rooting for the guy. Like I, I believe in the analytics stuff. I don't think you go for it on fourth down from your own 17 yard line. And if you're going to go for it, I don't think you, I, I have Austin Eckler in fantasy. You don't run your five foot nine running back into the teeth of a really good Raiders defensive line on fourth and two from your 17 yard line in the, like, what is it like the third quarter or whatever, whenever they did that. So that just adds to my point that this was, it's not about all oh, the Raiders would have tied. This was a terribly coached game by Brandon Staley and a terrible timeout and a terrible use of, you know, one of your best weapons that you have as a head coach, which is I'm going to use this timeout to adjust in this chess game and not to just, like I said, this is high school level shit. Oh, we're going to run our biggest defensive tackle out there. Of course, the Raiders aren't like if the Raiders care at all about winning the game now, of course, they're not just going to run up the gut now, which is, you know, it's 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 been there's been interviews where the players are like, yeah, that was basically the call. We're just going to run up the gut. Let's see what happens. Maybe Jacobs breaks one. No, now you see that you're like, okay, they got their big package in. we're going to run still because we're trying to work some clock, but we're going to bounce it to the outside. And Jacobs had a phenomenal run. All right. That is. Should not be lost. Like that was a great run. It was, but, and the run before that was great. I think it was mm-hmm. uh, second and eleven. He gets seven yards. Like Jacobs yep. is a really good running back. He Everybody is. underestimates the Raiders at every turn, and uh, Joe's picks of the week are not going to do that. So oh, stay tuned for that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A little preview. Um, well, I think other than that, there was a lot of like kind of meaningless games, a lot of seeding games, right? Like the. The Cardinals and Rams were playing for the NFC West, and they both lost. So the, the Rams win it by default. Uh, Bills win, Patriots lose. The Bills take that. Steelers Ravens was really close, went to OT, but it was uh, 
it was a tough watch. And we get to see the Steelers one more time, unfortunately. Yeah, Ben's last ride. Jeez. Um, <laughs> Tyreek Hill is practicing fully, I think, today. Okay. So he is he is playing for the Chiefs. So I think that's just a lock now. Yeah. I think it's down to 12 and a half. I was like, man, I might just I might just lay it right now. Just I think they're going to win by two or three touchdowns. Yeah, um, as long as Mahomes is playing, you could tell me that Hill, Kelsey was out. I, I still, yeah, think the Chiefs are going to win. Yeah, um, yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be it'll be a good good playoffs though. So let's get into it. We got I got I got the matchups right here. I got the times they're at. We'll just go if you're good with it. We'll just kind of go game by game and kind of give just like brief thoughts sure. and. Uh, yeah, I know we we talked about some NBA. We don't have to get into NBA stuff. Oh, I mean, like, no. you know, if you because I'd I'd rather I'd rather, you know, spend another good chunk, 10, 15 minutes on this. I mean, the pod's still gonna go like an hour that way, which is long pod, and that's 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 good with me. You know, we'll give the listeners what they want, which is football, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we'll probably be gone before we know it. So let's let's treasure it. Indeed. So Raiders at Bengals is the uh shakies game, as Bill Sinner <laughs> calls it. Uh, 4.30 on Saturday. I think I'll be visiting Grandma and Grandpa Dar for that game. <laughs> they okay. do have TV over there, luckily, so I will be watching okay. it some. But, um, yeah. Is this, I, is this uh, your mom and dad or your grand, your grandparents? No, no, no. My my dad's mom and dad. My dad's okay. mom is not okay. doing so hot right now. She's okay. And, uh, yeah, they have. I think they have a nurse in the house now and everything. It's not okay. going great. So I'm kind of watching it from afar, like, holy crap, I'm going to have to deal with this in, like, 30 years. It's going to suck. So, yeah, um, that's fun, but not really. Uh, but, I mean, I know you like the Raiders in this game. What are okay. What is it, like, five and a half? Yeah, I got minus five and a half for the Bengals, plus five and a half. I like the five and a half. You know, yeah. I am prepared to go four and a half. Um, Burrow. Burrow covers though, man. Joey covers. I would say <laughs> that is one thing. I mean, he is a stud. They've got MVP odds up for him. I told you I've got a little, little on him at plus a thousand to win comeback player of the year. It's clearly between him and Dak Prescott. So I've got, you know, in my mind, I think Prescott, like you said, I, I think Prescott will probably get it just because it was such a devastating injury. Yeah. The Cowboys. Um, but you got to think they, they might want to give Burrow something, you know, some type of award. We'll see. It'll Throw be him a bone. Yeah, my thing here is Raiders underestimated every turn. And then what, other than Burrow over Carr, and I don't think the gap's necessarily as wide as we might think, do you like any like position group on the Bengals better than the Raiders? I mean, you might say receiver, but if we group oh, tight I... ends in there, like a healthy Waller with Renfrew, who's kind of a beast, honestly, um, that might kind of equal out with Chase and kind of the Bengals' second and third guys. I don't know. I, what, it's Chase Higgins is really good. Um, yeah, but and, I, uh, and Renfro is so underrated, and then Waller is like a top three tight end when healthy. So, I mean, I think that's closer than you might think. Yeah, I just think, I mean, I'm going to give the edge on the weapons to the, the Bengals here. Also, is, Wa- yeah. is Waller healthy? I mean, the punk can get 40 yards receiving <laughs> in the game. Jesus Christ. Uh, okay, but the D line, I mean, you have to admit that is a huge advantage for the Raiders. Like, they are there's so many pressures. Uh, what's Crosby is just an absolute monster for them. I I, I think they're gonna get to Burrow. So I mean Burrow gets hit regardless, it still gets the ball out. But they could after seeing Burrow limp off two weeks ago, they could legitimately hurt Burrow in this game. They it could 
you're right. I should just take dogs all the way. I thought about that. I looked at all six of them. I was like, should I just like lay a unit, if you will, on all six dogs? Right. Like, like, has there has there been a worse year for NFL home teams too? Like, that's another part of it, right? Because you're still getting at least maybe a couple points for being the home team here, and home field advantage was not good this year. No, it wasn't. It was terrible. I think it was the worst, which didn't make any sense because there were. It was worse, I think, than it was in 2020, which didn't make sense because there's no fans. Yeah, in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, I do. And I was trying to think. I was like, ah, I could do Burrow throws two touchdowns and the Bengals money line sort of thing. But you're right. It might just be better off because I don't want to lay the five and a half points. That is too many points. So you're right. There's so many times when I'm like, well, I don't want to lay the five and a half. And then I get cute. And at the end of the day, I'm like, well, if I didn't want to lay the five and a half, that was my gut telling me, Hey, take the points, idiot. And I did. <laughs> so yeah, I yeah. do. I did. Five and a half is a lot of points and the Raiders are super scrappy. Nobody believes in us, man. One of the most powerful, powerful things in sports really. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I think we've, uh, I think I am happy for Derek Carr, by the way, you know, that guy you talk about, like you talk about a leader, man. And like, you know, you go, back to the Gruden thing. And he's like, look, man, I can hate these actions, but I can love the man. Yeah. He's like, yeah, look, I, we, I need to love him. I need to love him. I need to be there for him. Somebody has to, you know, and just like the guy's been through a lot and, you know, like he's not, he's not a perfect quarterback. He's far from it. He's probably, there's an argument that he's, you know, like, but I think he's a top, I think this year he's definitely played like a top 10 quarterback. And yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, maybe closer to 10 than one, but definitely top 10. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely closer to 10 than one there. But no, it's good. It's good that he gets his first playoff game. Um, you know, I'm excited for that. So that's right, because he was supposed to against the Texans, but he was hurt. That, and I don't remember who played instead, but oh, that was a that was I a did. gift. That was a gift it for the Connor Texans. Cook. Free okay. for everybody that day. That was great. <laughs> uh, that was another shaky game, I think. <laughs> yeah, Houston, Cincinnati or like almost a lock for that game anytime they're in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, Indy, I mean, Indy gets thrown in the shakes a couple yeah, times. Yeah, it, it's the small market teams get dinged for sure. Yeah, um, yeah. The heart of America. Yeah, I, I, think, I think we pretty much agree on that one. The next one, Saturday night, the, the third rendition of Patriots Bills. Uh, I was looking at the weather, make sure there was no 40 mile an hour winds. Um, it's going to be 10 degrees. Uh, below is four. But wins at just 12 miles an hour. Uh, I think a little bit of the shines come off the Patriots. Uh, Max first playoff game is going to be a little rough. I think the Bills will be able to slow down the run a little bit more. I, I like the Bills, but again, I think the number is what four, four and a half. Um, so uh, it might be a stay away, but I, I do think the Bills will at least squeak this one out. I have no idea. Check the weather written down for this <laughs> one. I I don't know, man. It's it's I'm gonna feel I'm gonna what however I bet this game you should just ask me and then I'll just, just go the other way because I yeah. just this is the type of game where I'm just ah oh, no I got the angle this is what I'll go and then it's just the complete opposite immediately. Yeah, do you think so, like the Bills and the Colts should just switch stadiums so the the Bills have like a perfect indoor place to play and the Colts can just slog it out in the cold and wind? I I was thinking about that <laughs> watching the uh, national championship for college in Indianapolis. I was like. Why don't we? What What if we did have an open air stadium? What if we were just embraced it and we were like, you know, and it was because we had Manning for so many years, um, and he he couldn't stand that; it's far too cranky. But I was like, what if what if the next edition we're just like, yeah, F, or just you know, just throw then, a roof on there. Like if it's to your advantage to have it open, open it up. If it's not, close it. 
Yeah. Yeah. And what, what is that would, that would be fascinating is like what team would do that would be like, Hey, we're going to open it today. You know, like, and you guys can deal with the Colts. So the Titans um, would for sure. Yeah. The Colts probably would. Yeah. Yeah. They have. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. We'll see. Um, maybe someday. Now the, I love the house that Manning built. Lucas oil sick. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a pretty place. Yeah. Eagles at bucks. One o'clock Sunday. The Bucks are giving eight and a half points, which is a lot. I think that's the second most behind Steelers Chiefs, obviously. Yeah. 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 yeah um, it's hard. Bucks, I mean, the, the Bucks have been a team in flux, right? Obviously, no Godwin, no AB. Um, is Evans completely healthy? I don't know. Is Fournette going to be back? Like, there's a lot of questions around those weapons. And yeah, I do feel like Jalen Hurts has come on strong. Uh, they got some weapons. Rager, um, who's a little running back. Clements has played well for them. I'm just trying to go through their guys. But, uh, yeah, I think the Eagles can keep this one close. Uh, I do not think the Bucks are going to repeat as Super Bowl contenders. I could see them maybe getting upset here. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's, it's a scary amount of points to lay. That's for sure. Yeah. At the same time, the Eagles – and I've actually – I've been very successful with the Eagles this year, probably more than any other team, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've been – yeah. Eagles unders or, or like, teasing up the – because it's just – yeah, I don't know. I've just – I feel like the Eagles and me have been friends all year, which is why the eight and a half is intriguing. It's also intriguing because, as you know, I have some money on the Bucs um, from the beginning of the season, which uh, felt great the first eight weeks. And now I'm kind of throwing up in my mouth a little bit whenever I hear it that way. Uh, so. <laughs> the scariest thing uh, is that you know the best team the Eagles have beaten all year? Uh, no, I don't. Not pretty. Not, not it would be the, the Denver Broncos. Ooh. So, they yeah, they have not beat a team with a winning record all year. So, that is that is something to maybe keep tabs on. Yeah. I mean, like there, there might be a Bucks and Brady throws for two touchdowns sort of thing. Uh, you could work in on that game, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I've got a, I got a little free bet, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna get more from this, from this uh, Bulls, uh, Nets game tonight. Good, good. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I, I got a hedge on the Eagles. I think here with it, maybe put a little on their money line, and then the rest take some points and uh, just let it ride, see what happens. But I do think the Bucks will win. They should win. Uh, Levante David is also super questionable and they don't have Rojo and Fournette might be back, but if he's not, don't know who the starting running back is. So, um, you know, that's the thing. It's uh, Vaughn, right? Dante Vaughn. Yeah, it is. It is. You're right. Dante Vaughn, yeah. It's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, I think think we agree on that one. Bucks probably win, but don't like giving over a touchdown. Um, Niners at Cowboys. This is my favorite matchup, I think. Uh, Yeah, I think so too. Yep. Um, and I think it's the smallest spread. Yeah, it's the smallest spread too, so that makes sense. Um, and it is, it is the one thing I would watch out for this that I have circled is um, just make sure Eli Mitchell's playing because if he's mm-hmm. not playing, it does get a little wonky with the 49ers run game. Um, it's just Debo Samuel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just Debo. Yeah, truly. Well, because Eli's their second string running back as it is because uh, Raheem Mostert like tore his, up his knee or something like that, I think, in uh, the first week of the season or whatever it was. Yeah, and who so, do they have behind him? Like, Michael Hasty. Yeah. Nothing, nothing it, too inspiring. Nothing super inspiring. Mitchell's been solid when he's been healthy this year, for sure. Um, but, yeah, uh, 
Cowboys minus three. Um, and yeah, I, I mean, I love, I love the 49ers are probably the team that I've won right behind the Eagles with. I like okay. the points here, man. Um, yeah, maybe tease that know. up to, or buy it up to three and a half and, and go with that. I love it. I love the hook. Yeah. Buy the hook yeah. for sure. I'm always a fan, always a fan of buying the hook. I'm like, why would you not? Because we're you're not betting in. None of us are betting enough money that buying the hook is really actually going to cost or win us that much, if you yeah. will, um, by doing that. And so, therefore, I'm a huge believer in like you should just you should just pay for it. It makes you feel better, right? Like you're you're probably losing ten percent of your winnings to get the hook, but then again, maybe one out of ten times you're you're benefiting from the hook. So just there's nothing worse than a push. I would almost rather lose than a push. I hate pushing <laughs> so much. I realized that I was like, the worst feeling in the world. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, uh, but, but I, I agree. I mean, I I think the 49ers are the smart pick here. A little better defense. Uh, kind of like their weapons a little better, like with Debo and Kittle. Uh, you know, Dak's been good, but again, it hasn't been in meaningful games. Right? Did, were the Eagles even playing for anything last week? So. Uh, he's been a little bit hit and miss. So, yeah, give me the 49ers in that 49ers. one, which should be the best game of the weekend, hopefully. Such a weird team to play, too, man. You know, mm. like they just pound the ball on you, and then you got Debo running around doing weird stuff, and you still got to watch out for Kittle. I Iguke's really good. You know, it really comes down to Garoppolo, man. I think the Garoppolo stat is when he throws – when he doesn't throw a pick, I think they're undefeated or something like that this year. When he does, they're like two and six. Wow. So, um. Yeah, you know, I mean, if you like the Cowboys, maybe better Garoppolo turnover with the boys' money line or something goofy like that, honestly. Um, but, no, I, I agree. I like the 49ers here. That's definitely a dog I could see. And, you know, weirdly, it's Jerry World. It's, like, one of the biggest stadiums on earth, I think. But, like, I just don't feel like it's a huge home field advantage. And, no, it yeah, doesn't get that loud. No. And – the 49ers fans travel really well too, obviously, as we saw in LA. Um, that yeah, last I, think, year. I think everybody from California is moving to Texas and Florida anyway. So yeah, they'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know how I feel about that. Honestly, it's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, uh, we don't really need to talk much about the Steelers chiefs, um, but th- thanks for your service, chiefs. big Ben. Thank you for your service. Yeah. Ben, you go have fun and lose by two touchdowns for us because I'm probably laying that to You know, you could probably, like I said, there's, there's, I don't know how I'm going to, I'm going to do, I, I probably won't just lay the 12 and a half. That's just a gag number. You know, like, honestly, uh, that's one, that's one of those where the Steelers like backdoor cover because of a stupid, you know, like something stupid, a field goal with like eight minutes to go and then nobody else scores for the rest of the game and you're just super annoyed about it. Um, but right. there's like the Chiefs, you know. I mean, the Chiefs are going to be in everybody. Though it maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it is just stay away because the Chiefs are going to be in everybody's parlay. They're going to be in you know like everybody's teasing stuff with it. I yeah, I, I like the under on this. We 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 can actually kind of loop in my bets of the week here. But I did. I had the under on this one in here. I Ooh. think it was forty six and a half. Um, oh, oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah, and oh. I could see. I could definitely see the Chiefs winning something stupid like twenty three thirteen. Why is it – that's a lot. I feel like that's two or three points too much, honestly. Yeah, yeah. So that, that, that was one. And along with we already talked about Raiders plus five and a half, 49ers plus three and a half. So I think we've already kind of hit on my bets of the week. But, yeah, the, the one under I took was Steelers-Chiefs because I just – I don't 
think the Steelers can score a lot, and I think they still have a pretty good defense. So yeah, yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, cards at Rams is the Monday nighter. We get a Monday last Monday nighter, man. Do you know if the Manning cast is doing it? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, because I think it still is like a ESPN game. It could be. It could be, but uh, that would be fun. I have no idea what to think on this game, right? Like, I, I don't trust either one of these teams. They could be all over the place. Um, oh yeah, this the Rams is... really Rams really have no home field advantage. So I'd be inclined probably to take the car the Cardinals plus three in this game. Is it three and a half? Yeah, it's plus three and a half. It's just like they don't have DeAndre Hopkins, and I don't he's know. not going to be back. Maybe, okay. I don't think so. If he is, then definitely take the three and a half. I would say. Um, no, this is. This game and the Pats Bills games, the two games that I was like, I should just, if there was a way to be like, you know, turn off my brain and be like, whatever you actually bet on, you actually bet like double the amount of the other way. <laughs> I should just do that because <laughs> I'm going to get them wrong. Both wrong. It's a stink. I'm really annoyed with myself. So I'm telling you right now, I'm probably getting both of them wrong. So. Yeah, I wish um, there was a way to like flex out of division matchups. Like, oh, you're supposed to play them. We're just gonna move one seat around so you don't have to play a division opponent. Let's just let's just do that. Yeah, let's get Pats, Rams, Bills cards, and 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 winner. Oh, winner. you're gonna cross conference? Yeah, why okay. not? Why not? That's and a, then winner, winner. Well, you get screwed if two of the same division win. Actually, yeah, well, so. just yeah, ship them off to the other conference for them. But I like not. that. Pats can go to the <laughs> NFC. I was thinking more of like Pats, Bengals, Raiders, Bills, but then the Pats would get a really a better first round matchup. So I don't know. I know I got crazy with that. No, I agree though. I think that they, this, is, this sucks, and it's the third time, and that they're going to play each other. And did the Cards beat the Rams both times, or did they? Split? No, I think it was a split. Yeah. Split. Right. That's, That's why I was excited about it. like 49ers Cowboys feels fresh. I don't think they played this year. And also it's like a very historic matchup, right? They've had a lot of crazy meetings throughout history. Probably the two two of two of you two of the five top franchises in football, certainly. So it's yeah, it's a big deal. No, oh, it's a huge deal, yeah, for sure. Um yeah, we went over bets the week already. Um sorry about that, Joe. Uh no, no, I, we were running long, so I th- I, I think it was good to kind of weave it in there. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um do you have a social media story of the week? Uh just briefly. I, you probably know more than, about this guy than I do, but uh the the Boston Bruins, how do you say his, is it is it Tuka Rask? Is that how you say his name? I think so, yeah. I think that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. He's a, he's a veteran goalie who signed for the Bruins for $1 million, right? So he just coming out of re, rehab for surgically repaired hip. Uh, he kind of joked with the team that he'd play for $250,000 in free Bud Light. Um, so Bud Light came back at him and said, they kind of wrote up a fake contract. Like, we will give you a significant amount of beer if you fulfill the following three qualifications. Uh, record a shutout bust out a Bud Light in a press conference and then drink a beer out of the Stanley Cup. So I thought that was humorous, right? Like this, you got to feel the grizzled hockey player is one of the most lovable guys, uh, you know, in, in sports coming off a hip injury. He just wants 250K in a, in a, you know, case of beer. And that, that was pretty cool. And Bud Light shouted back at him. So winners all around, I think, in, in the great sport of hockey. Yeah. No, I love I love hockey guys, man. They're the they're the guys guys of the sports world, I think for sure. They're the best um, hang. Yeah. Yeah, oh, for <laughs> sure they would be the best hang. Um 
yeah that's i mean it's a cool it's a i i saw that i i didn't hear about it actually and i read about it i was like oh this is hilarious actually when you look into it so um yeah good social media story we miss matt not that your social media stories aren't great but now and now i'm sad that matt that matt's gone yeah i know he got that captain upgrade he's been he's been busy just living the life Dude. of a uh captain first class we uh we play Fortnite. we played fours last okay. night me tony peter and matt Bro, we won four straight games. Now, Peter and I both have newish accounts, so I think yeah. that like breaks it down. But Matt's really good. Tony's pretty good too. Are they are they building on you? Are they they're big builders now? They build. Matt builds. Yeah. Builds. Matt will like we'll get we'll get down and Matt will build build a, you a fortress. Build a fortress and then one they'll be healing us while while there's a fortress and Peter and me are down and Peter's just yeah. talking shit the whole time. Great. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, so you heard my like. I I want to get it on there on the switch, but if I open that Pandora's box and the kids will be all like, I, I kind of like my beautiful world of non Wi Fi switch for now. But we'll see. the t- The temptation is growing. You should do it. It's fun. We have a lot of fun, and with fours, it's really it's really really good. And yeah, we do threes when people are on, and two duos. Obviously, me and me and Matt uh, did some duos the other night. Actually, we were we were one like. That was one of the first nights I did it, and we won like four or five straight. So yeah. that was nice. Yeah, yeah. Top of the world. For sure. For sure, brother. Well, I don't have anything else. No, that was good. This was actually episode 50, by the way. So big landmark. We did it in under two years. So that's good. Yeah, no, certainly. I didn't realize that. Actually. Yeah. So we're, we come to you more than every other week, maybe less frequently lately, but we'll be back. We'll get We'll get back. We'll get back at it. The playoffs are going to give us momentum. Yeah, there's almost there's almost too much sports to talk about sports. We need less sports uh, to talk about sports. So <laughs> <laughs> back to the uh, what was it the uh, the last dance days for sure. Yeah, let's, we're just going to talk about man in the arena with Tom Brady for uh, six weeks. Stay tuned for maybe, that. Maybe I'll just kill myself. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds pretty bad. <laughs> All right, um, man. Is that it? No, yeah, that's it, brother. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for coming with us again on this epic journey. Join us next week for episode 51. Until then.